In this podcast, we talk to Rachel Snodgrass, an admissions officer in the Office of Admissions at Salus University. She talks to us about the optometry program, what it entails, and how to become a competitive candidate for the application process. So first off, can you please introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Rachel Snodgrass. I'm admissions officer at Salus University, and I've been at Salus for about two years now, and I'm excited to talk about the optometry program. What is there to expect from the optometry program? Starting off, the uh, traditional optometry program at Salus is a four-year-long program. It has a cohort of about 150 students each year. And the general layout of the program kind of looks like from year one to year four, starting at year one, a lot of kind of on-campus learning. And then as year one to the fourth year progresses, it's kind of like on campus less and at clinic more. So that's kind of what the trajectory of our program looks like from year one to year four. You, you know, we start early clinical experience with kind of a focus on, you know, just the hands-on learning on campus, the start of the program. And then through year four, a lot of hands-on patient encounters um, come to the point of graduation. Our students have about 3,000 patient encounters. So definitely a lot of clinical exposure. And we really feel like that just builds, you know, the confidence and the competence of the clinicians that we are producing. So I know we'll dive into kind of like the specifics of the facilities and things that uh, specifically Salus and PCO, Pennsylvania College of Optometry has to offer, but that's kind of a general what to expect from the traditional program. What is the curriculum within the optometry program? Our curriculum, like I said, it's a four-year-long program, and the academic year is divided into three terms. So we have a fall semester, which is August to December, a spring semester from January to May, and then a summer semester from May to August. And like we were just mentioning from uh, first year to fourth year, it kind of, there's that progression to um, more on campus and learning the first year all the way to fourth year, which is all on externships. And we have um, an externship coordinator that actually works with our students come um, probably around third year to be able to sit down with our students and kind of talk to them and see what aligns best with them when it comes to their externship site that would be the entire fourth year. And our tracks are, we have, you know, for didactic and clinical knowledge and a lot of different ways of learning too within the curriculum. So that comes from, you know, just to help foster more critical thinking. So we have the traditional classroom settings with maybe a smaller group of students. We have our lecture halls for maybe the entire cohort. We have small group learning. We have case-based studies and clinical work. So kind of a lot of different ways to learn um, within the curriculum. And um, a lot of the meat of the clinical work is done over at the Eye Institute or TEI, which is probably how we'll continue to refer to it. Um, and TEI, it's about three miles from our uh, campus in Elkins Park, PA, and it actually crosses the city borders into Philadelphia. And you actually start being able to experience TEI a little bit in the very beginning of the program. And then of course, come third year, you're there a lot of the time. And 
fourth year as well, a lot of TEI, a lot of patient encounters. And um, it's a clinic, it actually crosses city borders into Philadelphia. And it's a really great diverse patient population for our students to see and just see so many different things that is great for a student to be able to see, you know, as they're learning different things um, from their lectures to be able to see them actually in person at TEI. Um, and there's a lot of other care sections in TEI with pediatrics and adults and primary care, uh, cornea slash contact lens, specialty care. So of course that's woven into the curriculum as well. So a lot of different avenues and different ways of learning, again, to kind of help with critical thinking and kind of more hands-on learning. What is the admissions timeline for the program? We work through the CASs, OptumCAS specifically, and OptumCAS is a centralized application system for optometry school. So we work through the CASs, through OptumCAS, and each cycle, the OptumCAS opens about around about July 1st of each cycle, um, specifically this cycle, um, I believe it's June 30th. So it's always around about the 1st of July. And um, it opens up one year prior to the year of desired enrollment. So, um, you know, plenty of time to, you know, build the application and then submit it one year prior to the year that uh, the candidate would like to start the program. And applications must be submitted on or before March 31st of the year of desired enrollments. And then from that point, interviews are initiated and scheduled in September. So that fall after the cycle opens. And at Salus, we work on a rolling admissions basis, which basically just means that as soon as the cycle opens and we initiate interviews and things like that, we actually start to fill the class as the cycle progresses through. So as the cycle goes on, we start to fill our class. And around March, we do fill the class around that point and we start to build a standby list. So we work on a rolling admissions basis. So of course, we definitely recommend to apply early for that reason. And I know we'll dive into that when we go into kind of, you know, tips and advice and things like that. But because of that rolling admissions, you know, as soon as we see an application and it's processed, it could be seen sooner because we work on a rolling admissions basis. So that's why we say it's good to apply early because the earlier your application is seen, the earlier you could receive an admissions decision. So once an interview is scheduled, you actually receive a status update or an admissions update within about two weeks from the interview. So the turnaround time is pretty quickly uh, once an interview is conducted. So I know you've mentioned TEI off campus, but what on-campus facilities does the optometry program have? Yes, we have some really, really awesome uh, facilities right on our campus and Many of them, at least the few really big ones that I'll mention, were recently renovated too for our students. So uh, the first one I wanted to talk about was our clinical procedures lab, which is a facility right on campus that our students have to practice all of the clinical type of work that they will be conducting over at TEI, uh, you know, face-to-face -face with patients. So the clinical procedures lab is... Um, 
it's set up basically it fills the entire uh, wing of um, the level of the building with 34 fully equipped uh, optometric bays and a bay is basically just a whole setup with uh, you know the slit lamps and all the optometric equipment that is a mirror image of how it is over at TEI. And so just that in and of itself really helps with that transition from what our students are learning on campus to what they're applying over at TEI. It really helps with that transition because it is, you know, exactly to a T what they are used to and what they're used to practicing over at TEI. So clinical procedures lab, 34 complete bays uh, renovated with um, ophthalmic equipment as well as some uh, electronic health records are in the uh, clinical procedures lab. So again, that just helps with what also they'll be using over at TEI. Um, we also have the LRC, which is the Learning Resource Center or just the library. It has a couple different names, but um, the LRC is our library. It's a very modernized library with two floors and actually the bottom floor is kind of the more social floor. Um, you know, there's more talking, there's like a coffee and tea bar, a lot of ample seating, uh, group study rooms. And then the second floor is kind of uh, the designated quiet area, the quiet floor for anyone who kind of needs that really silent study space uh, that's definitely very respected um, in the library. So two floor library. And there's also uh, computers and printers there as well for our students. There are 500 full text health science journals, as well as some evidence-based medicine databases. So um, just a lot of resources in there for our students to use, you know, for their learning. And then also just, you know, it's a place that kind of like a social hub, um, especially on that bottom floor for our students to come in. Um, like I said, there is like a little coffee and tea bar. There is um, really nice seating in front of a full uh, windowed wall. So really nice, you know, lights coming in. And it's a really, really nice area for our students. Um, it has those other uh, resources too, in terms of, you know, printers and computers and things like that. So definitely a nice space for our students for whether they're, you know, meeting up with a classmate um, after class, getting a group room to study in or to study by themselves in that second floor uh, where it's a really nice quiet study space. Um, and then I also wanted to touch on, um, which is a lot of our students' favorite, is the virtual reality lab or the VR lab, we um, typically refer to it as. And this area has direct and indirect ophthalmoscopes that uh, students can use. They basically put on kind of like a headset and it has a touch screen where they can select from different uh, skills that they can practice on their quote unquote patient, their model patient, uh, their virtual patient. And they can do several things from, you know, finding shapes of the retina, identifying different retinal pathologies. It's a really cool case study format for our students to basically just use at their leisure. They can go in with their uh, Salus ID. Um, of course, only optometry students can use that specific ID to get into the VR lab. And say you have practicals in an hour and you want to get some practice in before you go and are tested on it, you could go ahead and do that in the VR lab to your leisure as long as there isn't you know, a class going on or something. You could fully go in there and just practice. And what you'll come to find in optometry school is you sometimes have to dilate your friends a lot. And so the VR lab is really nice because 
you could dilate this virtual patient and then your friends aren't blurry for a few hours. So it's a really, really nice uh, resource for students uh, right on campus to use again, kind of as they need to and just practice when they want to. So speaking of campus, what is student life and campus as a whole like at Salus? In terms of just the campus and the campus environment, where we are located, we are kind of nestled just outside of the city of Philadelphia, still kind of in that suburban area of Montgomery County. So we are about from where exactly our campus is in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. We are about 30 minutes from Center City, Philadelphia, just to kind of give a frame of reference. But um, like we were talking about with, you know, even three miles going over to the I Institute that actually crosses city borders. So you can just see how close we actually are to the city while still being in a very suburban area. So we like to say just, you know, where campus is in and of itself, the atmosphere is kind of like the best of both worlds. You have all the perks of being, you know, in a more suburban setting. Um, and then also all the perks of being so close to a city. So, you know, the things, the little things that come with being in a city that you don't have to worry about being at Salus is like parking, for an example. It sounds so, you know, minute, but when it comes to, you know, you're getting everything together and you're going to class, you're going to clinic and you just wanna, you know, park and just go right in, you know, that's something you don't need to worry about um, at Salus because, we have ample free parking for our students and it's just one thing you don't have to worry about. So we kind of have the best of both worlds when it comes to where we are located. And of course, being so close to Philadelphia, you know, there's leading hospitals and all of the great opportunities that comes with being in a healthcare profession with being so close to the city of Philadelphia and just all the, you know, fun city things that come with Philly. Um, are just either a drive in or a train ride right into the city. And again, with where we're located, there is about two hours from everything. So there's two hours from the Jersey or Delaware beaches, the Pocono Mountains, New York City, you know, everything that you would want to do. We're just in a really great location um, for that. Um, as far as student life goes, we actually have some really awesome student organizations for our students to be a part of. Um, specifically for optometry, we have a private practice club. We have a contact lens club for uh, individuals who really wanna go into either of those fields uh, post-grad, if that really is an interest of, uh, to them. They could go into that organization and just be with other like-minded people in that way. Uh, we also have um, some service-based um, organizations like SOSH, which is the Student uh, Optometric Service to Humanity. We have student council, student ambassadors, so lots of ways to get involved and just kind of connect with your classmates in that way. And just, you know, not just um, members of optometry, but as the, at the university as a whole with individuals from other programs. We also have really nice um, day in the life blog posts on our website that uh, they're posts from students that are in all the programs, but specifically for optometry, they have ones from like a first year optometry student versus a fourth year optometry student. And it really kind of, you can kind of read and see what the days look like for individuals in different stages of the program, which I think is really, really cool. So I definitely recommend checking that out to see kind of what the days look like for a Salus student. Once you um, are interested in applying, what are some admissions requirements and or tips um, for this program? 
each cycle, we definitely always update our website with any adjustments to the admissions criteria. Um, so definitely for the most up-to-date uh, info, definitely check out the uh, salus.edu website under um, optometry and then admissions criteria. But uh, specifically, um, so admissions requirements are all of our prerequisites completed uh, with a C minus or higher, we require uh, three letters of recommendation or one letter from a pre-health committee. We do require standardized test scores, either the OAT, um, the GRE, or um, this cycle, we adjusted to some other standardized tests, uh, such as the MCAT or the DAT. We did have a minimum um, of 25 hours of shadowing. That is now recommended, 25 hours of um, optometric shadowing, either working experience or volunteer experience as well. Um, that has been changed to 10 hours is required. And if that is unattainable, we have an alternate option, um, an alternate assignment if that is not able to be um, completed. So you could just reach out to admissions and we'd be able to supply all of the info for that assignment if the shadowing is um, just hard to um, obtain. Also, we, you know, just just some tips, things to bear in mind is, of course, we, you know, name all of these minimum uh, requirements, but to be a competitive candidate to boost candidacy, we definitely recommend going above and beyond the minimum requirements. So, of course, we say, you know, for the prerequisites, a C minus is the minimum requirement to be a more competitive candidate. Going above that C minus is going to make you a more competitive candidate. Um, same with the shadowing, you know, if you're able to have working experience, um, whether it's as an optometric technician, an optometric assistant, or just shadowing, we recommend to, you know, go above and beyond the minimum requirements if able to. And then not only shadow in maybe, you know, one area for, you know, 300 plus hours, but diversifying where you complete your shadowing really helps give a well-rounded view of the profession, of the field, and it helps us know that our candidates have more than just, you know, a tiny pea-sized, you know, knowledge of the field, but a really, really nice well-rounded view of what it looks like in a private practice versus a, you know, clinic type setting. So, we definitely recommend that. And then in terms of boosting kind of the specific science uh, credentials, the specific science GPAs, uh, taking other upper level human biology courses is definitely recommended. So uh, just to name an example, um, we don't require anatomy and physiology for our prerequisites, but taking them and you know doing well in those courses can really boost candidacy as well. Um, just seeing that, you know, there are other upper level human biological sciences uh, within the transcript, that looks really great. In um, addition to taking about two to three science courses in one semester, that's what we say when we see, we want to see, you know, good course loads um, of those science courses, just because that could be a great testament to how you'll be um, kind of, you know, in graduate school when you're solely taking multiple science courses at one time. So once um, you've done all that fun stuff and you've applied, what is mm -hmm. the evaluation process? Once a candidate submits their application, um, they are reviewed. And like we were saying, the interviews are initiated in September. So they're scheduled, they're initiated and conducted in September, uh, following that around July 1st uh, cycle opening date. And again, that is still one year prior to the year of desired enrollment. And then 
the interview process, what it looks like is you uh, meet with a member of admissions and you have an admissions interview. And we definitely don't play any, you know, we don't try to trick uh, trip up our candidates or, you know, ask any trick questions or anything like that. It's a really straightforward interview. We really just want to get to know our candidates uh, solely or not solely just off of their OptumCast application. So, you know, we already got a really nice outline of what this person looks like uh, in terms of their GPAs, their test scores, their, you know, letters of recommendation, what other people say about them, the experiences that they've had. But getting to know someone in a professional one-on-one -on -one interview setting can really showcase the individual in a different light. And so that's really what we're looking for in the admissions interview. You know, how you are in that professional one-on-one -on -one setting, um, how you speak about the, the profession, your motivation, your enthusiasm for the profession. And that's what really what we are looking for in the admissions interview. Uh, once that wraps up, things move pretty quickly from that point forward. So in about two weeks time from the admissions interview is when you would receive an admissions decision or kind of like a status update from admissions. So we really try to make that turnaround time pretty quickly uh, from the admissions interview, just because, you know, we know that our candidates want to kind of, you know, get their ducks in a row and kind of, you know, once they complete the interview, we know that that is you know, weighing on their mind. And so we really want to try to get decisions out to our candidates as soon as we can. So it's usually about two weeks time from that um, interview. And then after that, if a candidate is accepted, um, they receive an email letting them know that they have been accepted. And then they have a formal acceptance letter. And the dates on that formal acceptance letter, the candidates have 14 days from that date to let us know their decision. So that's kind of what the whole process looks like from start to finish in terms of, you know, our students applying and then matriculating. And then lastly, is there anything else you would like to add about the program? Sure. So, you know, we're talking all about uh, Salus and PCO, but I just want to kind of reiterate just how well-established um, PCO is and has been. Uh, in 2019, PCO celebrated 100 years of, um, you know, being PCO. And before Salus was Salus, Salus was solely PCO, the Pennsylvania College of Optometry. So just because, you know, just with how long the program has been here and established, it has been producing great clinicians for now 100 years. So it's been, you know, around for such a large amount of time. And I think that speaks very loudly uh, just about the program and, and, you know, the reputation of it and everything like that. Um, and kind of what just makes us a little bit different is our interdisciplinary approach and the fact that we, of course, have other programs at Salus besides optometry. And when you are an optometrist, you will be working with individuals in other professions. And we really want to foster that at the student level. So we actually have uh, some courses where you are in a class with individuals from other programs. And it's kind of like a case study type of setting in like a boardroom where you're presented with a case. And from each individual's respective program, you kind of they take their perspective on that case. So it really just helps kind of foster that interdisciplinary approach that we think is so important in producing great optometrists. Um, and we're an all graduate school, so we don't have any undergraduate programs. 
So just being in an environment with like-minded people and, you know, a professional graduate setting is really, really important when you are learning, especially in a, you know, a healthcare profession. So we really just want to reiterate that, you know, how important it is to, and it's something that you wouldn't really know unless you're actually in it, how beneficial it is to be with like-minded people in that type of setting. So those are just a couple of little things that I think is kind of, I guess, differentiates us and kind of makes us stand out a little bit. For more information about the optometry program at Salus University, visit salus.edu optometry or email admissions at salus.edu.